Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Tuesday, April 14th. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus and discuss what could happen next. Today, how will COVID-19 affect Governor Ron DeSantis' political future? A month into the coronavirus pandemic, DeSantis has seen his popularity take a hit. He has some of the poorest approval ratings among all governors in the coronavirus era, and his actions have garnered negative attention around the country. Tampa Bay Times political editor Steve Contorno and Tallahassee-based reporter Lawrence Maurer explored some of the reasons why in a story published in the paper over Easter weekend. Here's a few things they pointed out. While discussing whether or not he'll reopen schools, DeSantis falsely claimed that the virus had not killed anyone under the age of 25. On more than one occasion, the executive orders from DeSantis's office have resulted in confusion and many unanswered questions. And early on, DeSantis downplayed the scope of the pandemic and disagreed with federal officials over whether Florida had community spread of the virus. So what does this all mean for DeSantis? Today, we're going to discuss that question with Dr. Susan McManus, a retired political science professor from the University of South Florida. She has some thoughts on how DeSantis's response to the pandemic has affected approval polls. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Very appreciated. All right. So let's just jump right into it. How do you think Governor Ron DeSantis has handled coronavirus? Well, he's had mixed reviews so far, but but let's face it, we are in the most unusual time ever, and we're really in a place where we're facing two monumental disasters, either one of which would have been trying for any governor, of course, the pandemic, and then the economic meltdown. You pretty much have to be reactionary as opposed to preventive. You have to react to things that are unknown. You sort of learn as you go, and you make mistakes, and there is made some. But on the other hand, uh, if in the end Florida's economy recovers more quickly than other places and we have a far lower hospitalization and death rate, you know, many people will give him an applause, but we don't know what's going to happen. So you said that DeSantis has positive ratings. Um, Can you speak to like specific polls that you know of? There have been a number of polls out looking at approval ratings. Uh, The University of North Florida did one recently looking at 
the governor's approval rating, and it was lower than it was at the end of the year. At one time, that same poll was showing, another poll showing that Governor DeSantis was in the high 60s or 60%, very high for a governor. But now it has gone uh, down to the latest uh, survey by UNF was 51% approval. On the other hand, there was another national survey specifically looking at how governors were handling, specifically handling uh, the corona crisis, and his numbers were at 53%. But what has captured a lot of people's attention is the drop from 60 uh, down to the the low 50s at a time when other governors are moving up a lot in in the other direction. Their approval ratings are going up. But to be fair to the governor of the state of Florida, this state is much larger than even New York. It is much, much more diverse in terms of its racial and ethnic diversity its age makeup, and uh, also density of population, which we know the more density and more dense an area, the higher all of the problems related to coronavirus um, escalate. So Florida is a little different situation, but it's also one of the most difficult states to govern and to make tough decisions because what will be popular in one part of the state, which has a different economic makeup and a different population makeup will be regarded negatively in another part of the state which has a very different composition. The governor has one of the toughest jobs of any governor in the whole country, frankly. But yes, he has made mistakes, you know, but he's certainly in other venues said he's willing to uh, acknowledge when he does make a mistake. And I think some people are waiting for him to make some acknowledgments along that line. So I think you've provided a very balanced viewpoint on this, but what are some of the mistakes that stand out in your mind that DeSantis has made? Uh, First of all was um, I think there were some imageries that were not helpful and imageries that went nationally, and I'm speaking specifically now, of the crowded Clearwater Beach during spring break right about the time Mm -hmm. when the virus was spreading and his failure to close the beaches immediately, that was one thing. Some would argue that his stay-at-home order came a little bit later than it should have. One of the biggest criticisms that people in general have of Tallahassee and state government is the mess that we're having with the unemployment benefits website and how much that's costing the state to have to repair something that had been called attention to, you know, earlier, um, even before he became governor. I think those are the three things that have probably grabbed the public's attention the most. But in terms of people who are very, very um, adamant and, you know, insider, not so much insider, but very careful and knowledgeable followers of the process of governance, They've been critical of his lack of uh, sharing or being more transparent on certain things that have not been done, such as sharing information on which nursing homes have had high incidences of coronavirus um, incidents plus deaths. 
that would be one, um, obviously. Another would be some are critical of the fact that we haven't had what knowledgeable people would say is up-to-date and timely knowledge or details about testing results and testing backlogs. So those are more process-oriented things. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to add one other kind of thing that he's done that created a lot of publicity besides the, the beach issues and the unemployment. And that was the um, his, his decisions regarding uh, closing of churches. And that has a very mixed kind of analysis. That yeah. probably is one of the more uh, divided opinions that you might see among the public specifically um, because he did acknowledge that religion was a, a you know an essential part of people's well-being and a lot of people believe that and are firm believers of that. So how do you think Governor DeSantis's handling of coronavirus compares to maybe how other past governors handled emergencies? Well, this is a different kind of emergency because obviously it has two prongs, as we mentioned, and he's had to work hard to get a balance between the two because we've never seen a health situation like this threatening the public safety of our community. At the same time, we've never seen the threats to the economy uh, that we have seen projected for Florida. And that reminds me, there was a report done by some economists that early on predicted that the two states that would take the biggest hits economically after all this was over were Nevada and Florida because yeah. of our tourism base. And so he is knowledgeable about careful balancing of those two critical crises. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's easy to criticize the choices made. Uh, we're all armchair quarterbacks in a way. On the other hand, realistically, uh, no governor is going to be perfect, and no governor in our state, which is very diverse and very divided politically, is going to get universal approval of what they do. So just wrapping up here, do you think that these actions have hurt DeSantis's future? That is going to be something that we will only know when we get to the next gubernatorial election. That's uh, over two years from now. I've seen articles that have suggested that at the presidential election level, which is this year's race, that it could very well be that how the public perceives that the president has handled this whole situation will be the key to the election. So we can make the same projection down the way for Governor DeSantis. If people feel that he did a good job at keeping Florida from having worse impacts than would have, then that probably will help him. If he doesn't, it will clearly be a strong point made by his opponent. I think that one of the things that's the mark of a true leader, and this is something that we'll wait to see, is that they have to, after a crisis like this, have to have what in the military calls an after-action report, a careful 
methodical analysis of what worked well and why and what didn't work well and how do we fix it. Without that, and that's particularly important because looking ahead, we're getting ready to get into two further unknowns. One is, will there be a repeat of this whole virus episode in the fall? But more importantly and closely, more closely to us, is the hurricane season. Well, Dr. McManus, you've given the listeners a lot to think about. Thanks so much for taking the time today to answer these questions. Well, thank you very much for asking. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. The Times is making all coronavirus coverage free as a public service, but please consider subscribing or making a donation to support this work. You can find links to donate or subscribe in the description of this podcast. Also, we're officially up and running on almost all podcast platforms, so please subscribe, rate, and review us. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.